And joining us now with the National Farm Medicine Center, Melissa Pluckelman is with us. Melissa, good to catch up with you here at the NAFB convention. How are you? I'm good. It's great to be out here. I wasn't able to make it last year, so being back in person this year is great. And I think a lot of farmers feel the same way. Just, you know, everything's getting back to normal. We're back in person. It feels really good. Definitely. I think uh, that is uh, something that I think a lot of folks, uh, farmers, a lot of folks in the industry here this week are happy about that as well. I want to talk some different uh, farm safety topics with you. Uh, I know that's a lot of the things you guys focus on at the National Farm Medicine Center. I think first, just a, a good reminder, a good refresher, you know, uh, working around the farm, harvest season wrapping up, we're maybe getting ready for some winter type things, but all year long, uh, child safety on the farm is so paramount. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, child safety is important. And we know that on the farm, it's also your home, right? You mm -hmm. walk out the front door and you're in the work site. And a lot of pe people raise their children right on the farm, which is great. I mean, they learn so much about um, where their food comes from. They learn about life and death. They learn a great work ethic. So it's great to have children on the farm. But we do know that every three days a child dies in an agricultural-related incident. Mm -hmm. And we know that every day, 33 children are seriously injured. And that's just too many for us. So we are working to figure out what's causing these incidents, what's causing these injuries, and how can we prevent them? And what services can we give back to farmers so that we can help them protect their children that they're raising on the farm? Well, I think maybe a lot of it comes from child curiosity on the farm. You know, kids are curious naturally, but, you know, educating them on, you know, hey, this is something that you need to stay away from or whatnot. I, I think that's part of it that, that could go into it is maybe just more education for, for farm families, Melissa. Yeah, as children reach that age where they can start to do some tasks and they're at the appropriate age to be able to help on the farm, definitely education is key. Mm -hmm. Before they reach that appropriate age level, you know, having some physical barriers sure. so that they can't go onto the driveway when tractors are driving up and down, you know, hauling loads or or whatever they're doing, or a physical barrier so that they can't get into the pit. You know, a lot of manure pits around, and, and children tend to want to see what's going on, and mm -hmm. birds can, can walk on top of that, but children can't, and so they try to walk on top or something. You know, so having those physical barriers. We're not telling you to fence your children in, but we're saying fence out the danger and keep them in the safe zone. Definitely. Well, I think... Uh, that's got to be very stressful for farm families, for parents, and it's just one of many stressors on the farm. I, I, I think about where everything is at with the farm economy right now and cost of inputs and worries about getting certain things going into next year with supply chains, etc. That's just a few of the different things that I, I think are very stressful for farmers and ranchers uh, right now on the farm, Melissa. Right. We could go on for hours the list of things that stress farmers out the weather, the droughts, the floods, getting health insurance for themselves mm -hmm. and their families. There are so many stressors. You're absolutely right. And how do we help them to overcome that? And that's a challenge. But we're doing some research right now, and what we're actually finding is that the more stressed out a farm parent is, the more stressed out their child is. Interesting. So we're finding that youth are actually catching on. So, yep, cost of inputs go up cost of outputs like their milk or their corn go down and farm parents get stressed out and their children feel that stress and they take that to school with them they carry that around with them and so we're actually trying to find some resources now on how can we actually help farm adolescent or farm youth 
actually cope with some of their stresses because they feel it too. I think, I wonder as well with adolescents or with parents, with farm parents, I mean, you know, we hear a lot about trying to make sure that folks open up, you know, don't hold it all in, seek some, you know, help or someone to talk to. I mean, is that still a good avenue, I would think? You know, is that part of some of the things you're finding in your research is maybe just avenues for folks to open up and talk about the stress that they're feeling. Most definitely. And talk about it with your children. If you're mm-hmm. feeling stress and you're trying to hide it, you're not. You're not hiding it from them. <laughs> and so talking to them about why you feel stressed, but what you're going to do to kind of overcome that. How are you going to afford buying what you need or how are you going to afford the insurance that you're getting or you know for some families it's just getting groceries sure. talking to your kids about that letting them know that it's okay that there are some stressful times on the farm but that you're going to get through them and just maybe you know youth are not dumb they have ideas too let them share their ideas with you on how they can help or you know different different opportunities on the farm to make sure that you have that you can keep going and talk to your kids about it too and mm-hmm. You know, they say sometimes people are afraid to ever say, do you have a plan to commit suicide? But that question is actually so important. And parents should be asking their kids that as well. Because if you can get your child to open up about their feelings, you're going to prevent that suicide action. And that's really important. Very, very true. Let's turn our attention to safe animal handling on the farm. I know that's another thing that you guys are, are watching and educating on i think as well just with the various you know animal diseases that are out there we have to worry about and bringing some of those into our farm i I would assume that maybe is part of it but talk to me a little bit about some of the things you guys are trying to educate when it comes to safe animal handling yes so we partner with the upper midwest agricultural safety and health center and they have a brand new website where they have safe animal handling materials. And it's super great because you can use these materials to teach your workers, whether they're youth or adults, how to work safely with animals. You know, animals have a flight zone. Mm -hmm. And if you get in their way, they're going to do the fight or flight. If they can't flight, they're going to fight. And it can be very dangerous for someone working with animals. So youth or workers kind of need to know how do they work around animals so that they're not getting run over, they're not getting kicked, they're not getting you know, sometimes bitten, depending on the animal, or spit at. I have some alpacas on the farm, and, you know, they they can spit about a gallon worth of mm-hmm. liquid at you when they're sure. angry. So, But, you know, just definitely, like, working around them in a safe way and making sure that the workers and the youth know what that is. And then you brought up another really interesting thing is the diseases, the zoonotic mm-hmm. diseases that you can get from animals. You're right. A lot of dairy farmers in Wisconsin are very careful to keep ringworm out of their herd. But it happens, you know, and that's something that can transfer right onto humans. And there are so many other diseases as well. And just remembering to wash your hands, change your clothes, change your shoes. Remember the, that biosecurity when you leave the farm. That's really, really important. And I'm glad that you brought that up. And there's information about that also on the UMASH website. Fantastic. Melissa, anything else on your mind before we uh, run out of time? Anything else you guys are working on with the National Farm Medicine Center right now? You know, we're always looking for good feedback. We're always looking for what farmers need. What's going to help you? We know that there are a lot of challenges out there. And if there's something that you think can help you stay safe, help you keep your family safe, or help you stay healthy on the farm, never hesitate to contact us. Let us know what you're looking for, and hopefully we can help out. 
And if we can't at the moment, we can help find the answer. So thank you so much to everyone who has reached out to us and has helped make us successful. Because at the end of the day, all we want is for parents to tuck their children into bed and go to bed themselves. Well, Melissa, if folks uh, want to reach out to the National Farm Medicine Center, they want to learn more, how can they get a hold of you? Visit www.cultivatesafety.org. That's cultivatesafety.org. Very easy. Cultivatesafety.org. With that, Melissa Pluckelman with the National Farm Medicine Center. Appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here today. Thanks, Jesse. It's been great.